From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork and I'm wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about getting laser focused on your marriage this month. There's an anonymous quote that says, you get what you focus on, so focus on what you want. And as we're talking about being laser focused in your marriage, and we're going to get into some specifics with that, you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really, it's an opportunity for us to to celebrate your intentionality, to celebrate how the two of you are taking action in your marriage and creating your own extraordinary marriage. And this hug comes from a post that was in the One Family Facebook group that starts out with such a refreshing, much needed weekend. First date with my honey since July. We used to go on a date once a month, but our parents have been sick. We got our Jesus on with season three of The Chosen. We had so much fun taking our boys on the Santa Express this evening. They enjoy it more and more every year. My house may be a disaster, but I don't even care. The dishes and laundry aren't going anywhere. There are memories to be made and love to be shared. Emotional intimacy pillar, check. Physical intimacy pillar, check. Financial intimacy pillar, check. Spiritual intimacy pillar, check. Recreational intimacy pillar, check. Sexual intimacy pillar, check, check, check. Thank God for the one person in our family who is willing to keep our kiddos overnight. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. You know, here, it. here's a couple that just you know made their marriage a priority and they did it in the way that they could with the resources that they had. And that's that's exactly what we want to applaud. That's what we want to recognize in each and every one of you. And yeah. You know, this is the time of year where a lot of people are resolving to do something, right? There's this whole New Year's resolution. It's like mm-hmm. it's a whole category unto itself, I think, in in common language this time of year. And, you know, people resolve to do it and then, you know, it kind of lasts for a day or two, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and then you're like, it's ah, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I'm not gonna it, it's the whole thing about, you know, it's the big joke about the gym, right? Like if you have a gym membership that you actually use, you probably avoid the gym on like the first, second, and third of January. Because everybody that was like, oh my gosh, I ate too much between Thanksgiving and Christmas is like, oh, I got to go get fit. I got to go get fit and I'm going to do it right now. And then like on day four, you're like, oh, like I don't feel like going today. And so you stop and then you're like, well, I'm, it's over. I don't even know if it's day four because I've been on a, a bit of a, a fitness journey. Many of you know I, I'm a, I am a cyclist. I consider myself a cyclist to the core and I don't know, a couple of months ago, I just started lifting. I felt like, hey, at 49 years old, I need a lift. I think it was because Alex started to give you a hard time. Well, Alex did give me a hard time. That's our 20-year-old son. Yep. Also, we are going to our Six Pillars in Paradise marriage getaway in Cancun in April. Yep. And we have 22 couples plus ourselves, uh, a couple of couples who are going to be assisting us there. And I'm like, I want to look good at the pool. I want to look good on the beach. So I started lifting and guess what? After the first day of lifting upper body, because as a cyclist, you use basically your lower back, uh, your gluteus. Everything below the belly button. Yeah. And everything back down. You don't use much of an upper body at all. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to start lifting. Literally after that first day of lifting, 
I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't move my body, upper body. It hurt so much. So there was no day two or three. It actually took me a little bit to go, oh my goodness, I need to get back in my garage gym and start pushing those weights again. And I've been doing it now for about two months, feeling pretty Pretty consistent. Good. Yeah, he looks good too. And you know, I think you highlight a really big challenge or problem with what most people do with resolutions. Most people don't have that that focus. Like, why are we why am I doing that? I mean, mm-hmm. here's the deal. Just to be more fit probably isn't going to be motivating enough for you to stick it with going to the gym. Just like just to be, you know, happier in my marriage probably isn't going to be enough of a focus or a motivation for you to be like, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. The other thing that Tony highlighted there was that he created a plan. You know, most of us, and, and I've, I'm so guilty of this. This is why the whole weight thing, like, or the gym thing is real. Um, I'm guilty of going in and being like, I'm going to work out. And then unlike my daughter, who's taken, I don't know, like three years of weight training in high school. Um, I never took a weight training class. So I walk in there and I see all these machines and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I have nothing. I, I don't even know what to do. And then I'm embarrassed because there are all these people that clearly know what to do. And so instead of getting a trainer, I'm just like, you know what? It would be so much easier for me to just tur- like turn around and walk out of the building and just pretend I wasn't here. No, you go right to the treadmill or the bike because well, then it's sort of like, yeah, I know how to use those. Right. But what I'm saying is like in the early years, I wouldn't even do that. I would no. be so intimidated by people no. that seem to know what they were doing. Like kind of like in marriage where you see people that seem to know what they're doing and you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm too intimidated. I'm not like, this is too much for me. Mm-hmm. Right. It's being in this place of, of not knowing what your focus is, why you're doing what you're doing, not having a plan. And then, you know, like feeling kind of intimidated. And I get it because, you know, the six pillars of intimacy that was released in November of 2021. So it's been a little over a year now, which is crazy to believe almost 300 reviews. That book continues to blow my mind. But what we heard from so many people... Can can I just say, for those of you who don't know what that is, The Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage is our sixth book, and it has become an Amazon bestseller in multiple categories. If you haven't picked it up, please do, and you can get it at thesixpillarsofintimacy.com. That will redirect you right to Amazon. You can get it in paperback, hardback, audiobook, whatever your preferred reading is. But truly, we have seen marriages change because of the six pillars of intimacy. Our own marriage has changed because of the words Elisa wrote in that book. And more importantly, being intentional and taking action Mm -hmm. of what's in that book. Yeah, because it became more than a a resolution for us. And I think for a lot of couples, like you can read that book or you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Like we need to take action in our marriage. We need to do something. But sometimes it can feel maybe overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like a lot of people will um, submit their coaching applications or send us emails and they'll say things like, we have cracks in every pillar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and in my mind, I'm like, welcome to the club. We all have at some point in time, Tony and I included. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part of that is in that like, oh my gosh, all of our pillars have cracks. It can be like, I don't even know what the outcome is or what I'm supposed to be doing to even move in that direction. Mm. And that can be that paralysis can actually, it can almost be defeating in the sense of, I know what I want to go get, but I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. and I don't know how to go get there. Mm-hmm. And it's been interesting because last week I had three separate coaching sessions and you guys know, or if you don't, you will right now. Um, whenever something shows up in threes in coaching, yep. it's time for an episode around it because I'm like, if everybody else is, if we're talking about this in coaching, then we need to be talking about it with the one family as a whole. 
Mm-hmm. I don't just save the best stuff for my coaching clients, but it's getting this question kept coming up as I, I, you know, I would sit there during my coaching sessions and I would look to see what the date was. And I would ask the question, um, what would it look like for you to focus on just one pillar of intimacy in the month of January? And I, I said, with the caveat that you're not completely ignoring the other five. Right. Right. Like you don't get to just like, like we're just going to pretend we're only married in this one pillar and we're not in the other. No, it wasn't that. It was just saying, hey, what if you just gave extra attention to, to one pillar? And it didn't matter which one it was. I was like, you, you pick. But it was really interesting to watch everybody pause almost to a T. There was a pause of like, huh. Like almost you could see the dream clouds. Mm-hmm. Right. Like what would that look like? What would happen if we had that kind of focus? And then we asked you guys on Instagram the same question. Which pillar of intimacy do you need to focus on in January? And the top three intimacies, the most popular responses were sexual, emotional and financial intimacies. Those three intimacies were the ones that showed up the most often. OK. And I want you to know why this is so important, because you share these are your responses. Right. Why do you want to work on this particular pillar? And it was interesting because if, as you hear these responses, you're going to understand that it could actually apply to any pillar. Hmm. Right? Listen to these responses and why it's important to give a particular pillar of intimacy attention. Continuing to rebuild from broken areas over the last year. We haven't made time for it. We've been slacking. My spouse's needs aren't being met. This is where I need the most improvement. I'm feeling disconnected in this area. We want to regain our affection for one another. I feel like this pillar has a lot of cracks. Improvement in this one will improve the others. Mm. We need to develop consistency because I've been deceptive in this area. Like it was so striking to me because I, I, I'm the one that cultivates all of that or curates all of that information. So I start looking at this and I'm like, oh my gosh, it doesn't matter which pillar. When you look at those responses, and I think, you know, as you are reflecting, even in this episode, like, which pillar do I need to work on? Which one would have the biggest impact? Like, we're starting a brand new year. A brand new year. Clean slate. Nothing has happened in those 365 days. So which pillar of intimacy, like, to kick off January, which one's going to have a huge impact on your marriage? Maybe the biggest impact, and maybe set the two of you up for success for an entire year. This isn't just like a generic, hey, it's going to be 2023. Let's work on our marriage and go, okay, no, 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 no. Like I was telling one of my clients, I said, you know, the beauty of the fact that there are six pillars and that was not, what I'm about to say was not intentional to the calendar year. We didn't pick six so that they would duplicate themselves twice in a year. Right. But they do. do. It's beautiful. Right. You could actually think about that. Six pillars. You could go one through six. January through June, and then you can give them all a second dose of attention July through December. Mm, and it's interesting. As you, as you look at these, I want to share where Elisa and I were at the end of 2021 looking at 2022. And for us, as we looked at our six pillars, the one that we noticed and we wanted to focus in on was our spiritual intimacy. That was the one We really wanted to go, what can we do differently this year in 2022? And for us, it was like, hey, if we can strengthen that pillar, what could shift in our marriage? What could shift in the others? Mm -hmm. And so we, we picked it up. We said, this is the one we want to do. 
We are going to pray together three times a week, and let's see what happens. And you know what? Elise even said, this isn't about being perfect. This is about making it, making that pillar intentional, taking being intentional in that pillar, mm-hmm. and then taking action. Because I can look back over the last 12 months, and starting in January, of how we were consistent. We were doing it. We, we had it on there. And yet, over those months after, we got a little lackadaisical at times. Sometimes we miss. Sometimes we are just having moments, you know, individually, together, and we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. We had to call each other out at times throughout the year. We had to go, hey, you know what? I know we just had a, a bit of an argument, and yet right now is our time for prayer. Mm-hmm. So let's do this together. And I will tell you, it's grown us. It's strengthened us, I think, in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for you, if you pick one pillar just to focus in on the next 30 days, just look at that one for 30 days. What could happen for your marriage as the year progresses? Absolutely. And, you know, seriously, by this point in time in this episode, you probably have a pretty good idea of which pillar it is that you want to focus on for the next month. You know. There are six. And I guess we mentioned, you know, sexual, emotional, and financial, but the others are physical, spiritual, and recreational. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk after this break about the actions and how to set you up to have not just you know a great day focused on a particular pillar of intimacy, but a great month. We'll do that after this break. Did you know the average couple waits six years to get help from challenges in their marriage? That's six years of struggling and feeling like something is off of wondering why you can't seem to change things. Stop waiting. At One Extraordinary Marriage, we offer marriage coaching with Elisa. Elisa coaches couples just like you wanting more in their marriage. Here's what one husband had to say. We were at the point of changing our behavior or going our separate ways. My wife suggested marriage coaching, but I was skeptical. I didn't need to be skeptical. Elisa helped us get to the core of our issues and gave us the tools we needed to have an awesome marriage. Now, our marriage is stronger than ever. Our communication is better. Our finances are transparent. We discovered date nights again, and our sex life is wow. If you think marriage coaching isn't for you, I promise that if you are committed to making a change, that is exactly the road you should take. Apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Don't wait six years. Go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. We're back. And we're talking about how you can get focused and do something in one particular pillar of intimacy this month. And first thing, you kind of have to identify which pillar it is that you want to focus on. You got to start somewhere. Which one do you want to focus on? Um, So the one that I have been tossing around for the last few days, and this is seriously off the cuff. We haven't actually. This is what happened. Let's just Um, just talk about it. I've been thinking about our financial intimacy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got a quizzical look on his face. If you could see him right now, he's like, Interesting. Yeah, I, I think it is one. I think on my side, I think it's our sexual intimacy. Okay. We're going to need to come to agreement on that. We're going to have to figure out which yeah. one is is the priority and which one is the secondary for that, for sure. Right. But, yeah, Be- because the two of you, like if you're both going to focus on the same pillar, you have to actually agree on it. Mm-hmm. And these, you know, for us, these may be the first two that we focus on. We may look at January and February and say, okay, this is what mm-hmm. this is going to look like. Right. It, there's no right or wrong to this, but agreement is important. Right. It helps for the two of you to stay consistent with one another, hold each other accountable for what you want to accomplish. And this is a great opportunity 
when you're having this conversation with your spouse to, to get curious, mm-hmm. Hey, why do you think that one needs to have attention? Right. Why do you think? Because lately, and, 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 uh, and, this, you're, this. and you're just, you're asking me, so I'm going to, so, you, and you're asking the one family. I am asking the one family, but, but you're uh, asking but me as well. So in. I'm going to just jump in. Um, I do feel like as the kids have gotten older, the intimacy lifestyle has waned because we do have more freedom uh-huh. than what we used to have. Right? right. And that more freedom, I think, has caused us not to stick to our plan the way we've done before. So when the kids were younger, it was definitely like we have this moment in time and Mm -hmm. now we have this moment in time as much as we want because one's not here and one's in and out. And so that's why I feel like we come to each week and we're like, have we had sex twice this week? Do you remember if we had sex earlier in the week? Where are we this week? Who's initiating? Well, and a big part of that was last year. Well, earlier this year. January of 2022. I can't keep track at the end of the year, which way that's all going. Um, When I switched my coaching schedule, that has really impacted Mm -hmm. our sexual intimacy just because I coach on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and I can go till eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And which we're going to change, which (laughs) we're going to change. I was like, I need you back. Um, (laughs) But if I do six or seven hours of coaching in a day, by the end of the day, like I'm tapped. I, I, no, and, I understand that. But no, here's here's the challenge with just the way we had structured our sexual intimacy prior to 2022 was that Tony's days to initiate had been Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So if we don't have sex on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm worthless. Pretty well, you're much. Not, you're not worthless. Well, <laughs> it's like, just you, like you, I'm exhausted. You, you're exhausted, not, and I, I know, and I know, I know, I know better than to initiate on those days because it's more of a like, okay, like I'll do it just to satisfy. Instead of less Engagement. really con- really connecting, mm-hmm. and so if it doesn't happen on Sunday, which doesn't happen that often, I feel like lately because Sundays tend to be just our chill day. Like that's our day. Like we really that's just, really a day of rest for us. We really just have become very much a like that is like don't do anything day. Um, so then all of a sudden it's Sunday doesn't happen. Monday two does it. Monday or Tuesday I'm not initiating. That doesn't happen. So now we're into Wednesday, which is our day off, and then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which for some re- for for some reason just doesn't equate in your mind. That's not true. Okay, but this this isn't <laughs> See, this is why it's so important to have like l- this is real time. We didn't we didn't put this in the bullet notes for this episode that we were going to talk about like this way. I took I took Elise on a detour from her episode notes here. Well, but it's which but is okay. It's actually a really good demonstration of why it's so important to have this conversation. It is. And and what it looks like and not just getting into agreement on the one pillar of intimacy that you're going to focus on, but also taking that one step further and saying, "Well, what's the outcome that we're aiming for?" Mm-hmm. Where do we want to be? Like we're going to start somewhere on January 1st. We all are. Right? Where do you want to be on January 31st? Right. What's the outcome? Do you two want to, you know, like for Tony, it it might be more consistent sexual intimacy over those four weeks. Mm -hmm. It might be more initial. Like, you know what the outcome is that you want to be working towards. So when it comes to financial intimacy, what would that look like for you? What would the outcome that you're looking for over those 30 days be? Um, That for me is just like getting more of a handle on the personal accounts. Mm, okay. really more time reflecting on them, seeing where, seeing where the leaks are, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, and just looking at, you know, from a January one to a January third, like how do we spend our money mm-hmm. and coming back to that? Yep. Right. But it's, it's getting into this understanding of what the outcome is. And when you 
Can okay. I just say something real quick? Too? Sure. <laughs> just just because it, it was interesting, you you said the the personal finances, and for us, we've split our financial intimacy because we do have one extraordinary marriage, mm-hmm. the company, and so there's inflow and outflow there, and then we have our personal side, which is the DiLorenzo family. I handle and review most of the company side of things. I, I'm the Almost one. Almost exclusively. I'm pretty much in those numbers working with my bookkeeper and our accountant. And Alisa handles that personal side of things. Um, and I think what we have found is that works great. And yet there needs to be a little bit of an overlap of what's here and what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And so that way it's just sort of an ebb and flow. So for some of you, that may look like you both have your jobs or whatever positions you have, and you may focus in on what you're making. And yet, do you really know what's going on with your spouse and vice versa? Is it coming in together? So, and I'm just, and I'm just bringing that up around your financial intimacy, if that's something that you want to be addressing mm-hmm. and taking action in over the, the next 30 days. And one of the things I want to say, because this came up in a number of the coaching sessions where we were having these conversations is that, you know, the two of you can agree on what the outcome is like, oh, I want to, you know, we want to have more frequent sex. Let's just go back to the sexual intimacy for a second. But how the two of you go about getting there, because you are two different people mm. may look different. And that's okay. What's important to recognize is what are we working towards? Because when it comes to, let's say, more frequent sex, which was actually one of the, like one of my couples is working on their sexual intimacy and that is, you know, more consistent, more frequent sex, right? How the husband approaches that as far as his intentionality will likely look, you know, in terms of how he, you know, he's talked about, like, how am I going to romance my wife? And, you know, what are, how am I going to look at our schedules and that type of thing? And she may be stepping into this place of what am I going to do to be mentally prepared? for when we are having sex. Same, same outcome, we wanna have more frequent sex, but two people have to do two different actions to get there. And, and there's a lot going on underneath the surface. That those, are, those are there by all means, and yet, e- even in our own marriage, there, there are things that are going on. We're looking at late 40s, we are getting blood tests, we're looking at hormones, like where, where, where is everything for myself, for Elisa? Those have impacts on what's going on around our sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. I know that. And yet there are still times when you're like, okay, I get it. We, there, there's also a progression of getting healthier or addressing these things. And so when you're looking at these, you may be surface at first, but you also have to be bringing in what's the underlying current that's happening. And you need to l- seriously address those things, address what's happening. There, there's a lot of emotional intimacy that's going on. There may be things that you've been mulling around in your head for some time that you haven't shared with your spouse. And this may be the time to do it because they cannot read your mind. And Elise and I have said this many of times and we still, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And this may open up some things that you haven't said yet, but this is a time to do it. Because if you don't, it's just going to be lying underneath. You guys are going to try to address a pillar. You're going to self-sabotage because you haven't truly told your spouse what's going on. And for some of you, that's really hard to do. And we get it. 
And that is when you need to bring somebody in and alongside you to help you. And if you haven't already looked at marriage coaching, we would highly suggest that you do. You can apply for marriage coaching here. You can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching to learn more, but then come up with those that plan and really work towards it together. Well, because that's the thing, right? Like you got to agree on the intimacy that you're working on. You've got to determine what the outcome is because just to say we're going to work on our sexual intimacy, our financial intimacy, our rec- like it, just to say that without you know understanding what the desired outcome is kind of like going to the gym and just being like, yeah, I want to look good in June. Okay. Um, and then you've got to identify one to three actions that are going to support that outcome, that are going to lead you to that outcome. Because you can't control whether or not you get to the outcome, but you can control whether or not you do the actions that are going to take you to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge distinction. So many people, when we set goals, we focus on, you know, I want to lose weight or I want to have more sex. But you have to have, the only thing that you can control are the actions that get you there. Mm-hmm. You can't control whether or not you have more sex, but you can control if you're more romantic with your spouse. You can control if you go on more dates. You can control if you, you know, are looking at your finances once a week. Like you can control all of those things. And if you do the little things consistently, newsflash you will get to the outcomes. Mm-hmm. It may take a little bit longer. It may be quicker. It just depends. Again, I'm going to just go to just like my fitness stuff. That first day after doing it, that next day I was hurting. My arms hurt. Every part of my upper body hurt. I did not see the outcomes that I was looking for. It took about six weeks of consistency, three days a week, getting into my garage gym, doing push-ups every day that I have seen the results. Mm-hmm. And so that consistency factor is key even in our marriage. Little things done consistently have a big impact. Well, and I want you to catch the word that Tony used there. He used the word consistently and not the word perfectly. And I need to address the fact because this comes up in coaching so often. You will not be perfect at whatever you choose to do. Why? Because you're human. Mm-hmm. And we have bad days and we have days we don't feel well. And we have days that it seems like the world's caving in. What can you do consistently? Because consistency, I can't tell you how many times that word comes up in a coaching session where somebody's like, I just wish we would be consistent in X, Y, Z. Because you may think that you need to do it perfectly to meet your spouse's needs, but you will find, and I've seen it time and time again, you will find that if you get consistent and they know that, you know, eight times out of 10 or nine times out of 10, you're going to do it, then there's a whole lot more grace for the one or two times that doesn't happen because you've built up the consistency. They know. And when your actions don't match up, then that's a great place to build the emotional intimacy and just to explain, hey, here's what's going on today. I feel like crap. There's no way I can do, (laughs) like, like I feel nauseous. I don't think I can have sex with you. And that's not because I don't want to have sex with you. It's because I think I'm going to be sick. Or it's been a month where I haven't had the work, excuse me, the work that I thought I was going to have. So our finances are a lot lower than where I expected them to be at this point in time. It's a lot better to have that conversation the week that it happens or, you know, within the week that it happens than to wait till the end of the month and then be like, yeah, so, um, yeah, we don't, we don't have the money, mm-hmm. right? These are opportunities to build emotional intimacy in each one of the pillars, right? To have those conversations when things don't go perfectly and understand that, Guys, we're not, we are not perfect. If you've listened to the show throughout 
this year. You will heard that many times we've talked about our spiritual intimacy and many times we're probably really consistent more on like two out of the three mm-hmm. every week, but it's on our calendar three out of three. Mm-hmm. So if you were just to look at that, if you were to grade us, we would be at like a 67%. We still have children in school. A 67% is not a good grade. It's not. When I see 67 on tests, I get a little cranky. But 67%, two out of three in our marriage, week in and week out, has shifted everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to give you that perspective. Don't look at it as just like the one day where you were like, like zero out of one and you're like, well, that's a zero. Okay. What does two-thirds consistency look like in your marriage? Mm. What is 75% consistency? How does that shift things this year? Don't be afraid for it not to be perfect so that you don't start, right? Don't, don't get into that place of, well, if I can't be perfect, I'm not going to start. Get into the place of saying, what can we do consistently to grow and create our extraordinary marriage this year? Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go over these three one more time for you so you guys have them as you start this next month and you determine what you want to do. All right. So first, which pillar of intimacy are you going to focus on for the next 30 days? Two, what's the outcome that you're aiming for? And three, what are the one or one to three actions that will support that in, that outcome? So as you step into this new year, as you begin to look at, hey, which pillar do we want to focus on? Think of those three things. And the great thing is you can take that and take these three steps and do it month after month. Look at one intimacy this month, another one the next month, another one the next month. Continue to do that. And over time, our desire and our prayer is, is that you have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Not what somebody else wants, not what somebody else thinks you should have. What is the extraordinary marriage you desire? Go out there this week. Strengthen your six pillars of intimacy. But more importantly, focus in on one. And if you need help, don't forget, you can apply for coaching at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. You guys have yourselves a fantastic start to the new year. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the One family, and we're excited for what's ahead as we press forward for marriages, strengthening yours. Because as we get behind our microphones each and every week, we pray for one marriage, and we pray that that marriage was yours this week. Take care. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.